When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Footy with Dad podcast, where Julian and his son Jake will be discussing their weekly footy experiences together and their love of the game. Get ready for discussion, arguing, laughing and crying about all things football. Welcome back. Another episode of Footy with Dad. Obviously, we didn't record last week due to the uh, sadness of uh, the Queen passing away and we didn't feel it was right to do a podcast um, last week and obviously there was no football anyway. So uh, we're back and uh, back with a bang, I think it's fair to say. Jake? Yeah, no, feels good to be back, doesn't it? Um, Of course, we all, uh, I feel like all football fans, we did miss our football last weekend, but it came back and for us, like I said, it was back with a bang. Brilliant performance and a brilliant result last night. Um, brilliant result, yes. Brilliant performance. I think you and I disagree a little bit on that. I Until we got um, our fourth on, what, 73 minutes, I never felt totally comfortable. I mean, there were... I mean, obviously, 6-2 sounds like we totally walloped them. And, and obviously, the last sort of six minutes we did. Um, but there were long patches of the game where I thought we were being totally overrun in the middle. And that's not the first time, obviously, we've seen that this season. And I just felt, I mean, it's great. We've played five. We've played seven. We've won five, drawn two. And, and the two that we've drawn, they aren't bad results away to Chelsea and West Ham. But I've just felt there are periods where it's just not clicking. There's something not... I mean, Conte's formation is all about the wing-backs and playing, obviously, therefore, only two midfielders. And quite often, we're being overrun in the middle. And unfortunately, I, I don't think we've got the quality fullback still to make that formation a total success for 90 minutes. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I get that. I mean, I mean, look, yesterday, Emerson didn't start. We played Perisic on the right-hand side, who, to be fair, I don't think had the best game alongside Session as well. I don't think he had the best game either. Um, I think Conte was experimenting something. Um, it's hard to tell, you know, really, if they, you know, if it worked, because, you know, like you said, the result looks great. But, you know, I do understand that some play- some performances from individuals weren't, weren't 10 out of 10. And I do understand that. I mean, I, I've always wanted to give Sessignon the, the uh, benefit of doubt. He's young. But, you know, yesterday I thought he had a poor game. Um, I thought he was at, fir- uh, at fault for their second. I mean, all he really should have done is just header that out. Yeah got beaten for the cross that Madison obviously finished very well. And I just, he, he just wasn't great going forward. And I don't think he was great defending. It's just, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Conte. I, I think he's, uh, 
I think the way he's handled Spence personally, I think it's wrong. I, I think he threw him under the bus unnecessarily when he said he was the club signing, which fine, if it was, it was, but I don't think he really needed to come out with that. And I think to start Perisic from on, on that side, as opposed to his favourite side, which is on the left, you know, won't, won't help his confidence. And I just felt Leicester at home, they'd lost their previous five. Surely, you know, that was a game to give Spence, Spence a go. I'm not saying I don't like Perisic, but um, I just thought that that's not going to help his confidence, that's for sure. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that. I mean, we haven't really seen too much of Spence in a Spurs shirt. And likewise, I think I think yesterday could have been a nice opportunity for him. Maybe, maybe not to start, but maybe to get, you know, some more minutes. Um, it, you know, I mean, it, it's quite obvious. I think that this is definitely a club signing and not an Antonio Conte signing. It doesn't really seem like a Conte player. Um, but you know, we have him. He's our player now, and I think you know, I, I think we have to start, you know, embedding him into the squad. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, he came on obviously for a brief cameo away to Forest, uh, but apart from that, we haven't really seen him, and I, I just think you know. It's it's a shame. I think Conte should give him more confidence. Um, I also don't agree with Conte's comments during the week about Basuma. Um, again, he sort of, I suppose it's a bit harsh to say threw him under the bus, but he didn't inspire confidence that he he was ready um, or, or you know was going to give him more of a chance. But I thought he did quite well yesterday when he came on. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Yeah, I think the I, I think the comments um were a bit bit harsh on him, but at the end of the day, I do understand. I don't think that. cares. I mean, you know, I don't. That's think it. Yeah, he, he's harsh or not, he's not there to keep everyone happy, as he said a few weeks ago. He wants them to keep him happy, not the other way around. So that that's fair enough. But I just think his man management, uh, especially with Spence, could be better. So if if we analyze the game, um. It took six minutes for Leicester's first attack. And like so often with Spurs, the opposition first attack led to a goal. What, yeah. What do you think of, um, I mean, do you think it was a penalty? Um, yes, I think, it, I think it was a foul. I mean, from where we were sitting, I wasn't I wasn't totally sure. To me, where, where we were, if anything, it looked like it was outside the box. Um, but looking at the replay, it looks like it was on the line. And as we know, that, that is inside the box. The match of the day, and it, it was right on the line. It was, uh, it was a clumsy challenge. Um, so they got a penalty. And uh, what really annoys me is, yes, Hugo did move slightly off the line, but most keepers do for penalties. And, and again, it seems, you know, yes, again, Tottenham are penalised for something that is done by most goalkeepers on, on penalties. I thought that was really harsh. You know, it wasn't that he was way off his line, um, you know, and, and and he saved it and then it had to be re- retaken and obviously that they scored. Yeah, well, I think a lot of the time we don't see keepers penalised probably because the goal scored. I think if Tielemann scored the first goal, I very much doubt the ref would have, you know, um, gone to VAR and retaken it. It's just, Unfortunate, and even on and even on the second penalty, didn't Larissa's movement didn't look didn't look much different to the first one. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, I think that that was the most frustrating thing about that whole 
penalty incident, really. But uh, we, we didn't have long before we equalised, uh, literally, you know, only a couple of minutes before that man came again uh, against Leicester, which is uh, his 18th Premier League goal against Leicester. Um, and it was Kulu again with an assist. Yeah, that ball from Kunisevsky, we've seen that quite a few times this season. Um, that that ball over the top and it's brilliant. It's a brilliant assist. Um, and yeah, like you said, that man, Harry Kane, at the back stick, um, he, he loves scoring against Leicester, doesn't he? He does. I mean, uh, we, we've seen quite a few of his goals, you know, either at home or away at Leicester. He, he just loves scoring against them. Um, so that was good. So it was 1-1 after eight minutes, a mad, mad eight minutes. Uh, that, that's all sort of, you know, two goals and, and, and two penalties. And uh, then when we then we started to play a bit better. And uh, what I really liked about the build-up to our second goal is Richarlison. I mean, he didn't give that up. Uh, he sprinted literally to keep the ball and then he just flicked it off for a corner. Um, and that, that's the energy I think Conte's been talking about over the last few weeks. You know, just chasing everything, showing passion, got a corner out of nothing. I mean, he, he had no right to get that corner. Um, and then obviously uh, Perisic did the corner and, and Dyer on the week that he got called up for England, uh, nodded it into the far post. Yeah, no, great header by Eric Dyer, I've got to say, that looping header over everyone. It's a really, really good header. Um, I know it ended what has been a really good week for Eric Dyer, deservedly finally getting called up back for the England squad. Um, and I don't think many people are going to say it's not deserved. No, I mean, listen, I, I thought he should have been uh, called up way before he did on uh, on, on Thursday. Yeah. And his performances, especially since Conte took over in November, uh, have been quite remarkable. Um, so that was sort of two corners that we scored from. And I mean, Leicester have conceded so many this season from corners. Um, it's been... And then when we had a third corner, which they cleared the Leicester fans went mad because they had actually uh, defended a corner, which was, <laughs> was quite amusing, wasn't it? Yeah, that was quite... Yeah, I mean, that we all know Leicester and corners and set pieces, they've been terrible this season. Um, and even last season, they just don't know how to defend corners. Um, and we really took advantage of that yesterday. I mean, what's interesting when, when you think about it, A, we're scoring more from set pieces. I mean... And we're scoring a lot more headers this season, aren't we? Yeah, well, I think a reason is that. Uh, a reason that is, is because of, I believe we brought in a, um, a set-piece coach during the summer. Um, and I think we're already, you know, reaping the rewards of that. Like, like I think me and you were talking about, you know, we look at Harry Kane's goals. And I think all of them were, I think all of them were headers so far this season. That's a good point. I mean, he scored, obviously, against Chelsea, which was from a corner, um, against Wolves, which was a corner. He scored a from a corner, but it was obviously a header. Um, we scored a couple of goals yesterday uh, with, with headers. So there's definitely, it's definitely something uh, they're working on. I mean, it, it'd be good if they could work on defending corners as well. Um we, we conceded one, uh, obviously, during the week at Sporting Lisbon from, from a set piece, which was frustrating, to say the least. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we, we had other chances where we, we could have gone further ahead uh, during the first half. 
Leicester had one or two sort of moments as well, in fairness. And then literally just before, um, just after um, Madison scored the equaliser, I think it was like on the 40th minute, 41st minute. I mean, it, 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 he took it very well, but I mean, Cessillon's defending was, well, I mean, that was right in front of where we were. Yeah. That, that was poor. Yeah, I remember the ball coming over and I remember just saying, you need to win this. And yeah, look, I love Cessillon. I think he has got a future at the club. Um, but with that instance he, and the whole game, really, in my opinion, for him, he should have done better. He should have won. He should be winning that header. Um, and he didn't. And, you know, we and him paid the price for that, I guess. Yeah, it was really frustrating to go in at half time 2 2. I, I thought, I thought we deserved to be going in ahead at least. And uh, you just hope that Conte, you know, set a few things straight. And it certainly looked that way. I mean, um, Son was warming up on the pitch at half time, So it looked like he was going to come on straight away, but he obviously didn't. And then literally within a couple of minutes of the second half starting, uh, we went 3-2 up. Yeah, and that was from... And that was like again, that was from constant pressing from the midfield. Ben Tanker obviously won the ball. Um, poor mistake again from Leicester. Um, and yeah, Rodrigo Ben Tanker getting his first goal for the club. But but what is so important in this Conte team is just like with Sarlison, you know, the pressing to get yeah. for the second, the pressing from Bentacar to dispose of, of the uh, I can't remember who the who he who he sort of tackled uh, to get the ball, but it was a good run and you just thought he was going to lay it off, but, you know, he carried on and, you know, he finished it very well, which was, you know, it's great to see his first goal for the club and, uh, you know, he, he's definitely is, uh, he's a phenomenal player. He's just so calm in the middle, isn't he, when yeah. he's got possession. Um, so we went, uh, we went 3-2 up and then, you know, <sighs> We we never seem totally in control though, even being three two. You like pushing and pushing, trying to get get the fourth to really kill off the game, and uh, it never really felt that we were totally in command. And um, it's funny because I I said to you before the game, the seventy minute applause that we were going to have, you know, we hoped that would sort of remind Conte to make a substitution because yeah. the last few weeks he he hasn't really made any substitutions but he certainly did yesterday and uh, on the 56th minute he took off uh, Perisic and brought on Royal um, and then you know literally three or four minutes later he made a double substitution uh, bringing on Son and Romero for Richarlison and Sanchez uh, respectively so I, I think he wanted to you know change things around because we weren't looking comfortable and I felt that it was a period where Leicester were were on top, I feel. Yeah, yeah, I get that. You know, we were winning 3 2. We I do agree. Leicester they were coming into I'm not sure if we were being totally dominated. Um, but for sure they were coming into the game. They had a, they, had, they did have a couple chances. Um but yeah, it was the subs. Um, well, especially one sub in particular that that made all the difference, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, on we, we talk about Son came on on the uh, 59th minute, but on the 70th minute, um, Kulu came came off for Basuma, and and that sort of 
you know, tightened our grip in the middle of the park, I felt. And, you know, from what Conte has said, you know, since the game finished, you know, he, that allowed Son and uh, Kane to play closer to each other. And it was sort of uh, three minutes later that, that Son scored scored his first of the season. What a goal that was. No, oh, that wasn't that was an outrageous goal. All three of his goals, of course, being in front of us. Um but that first goal was wow, it was spectacular. He seems to have so much frustration in the way he just walloped it. I mean, it was yeah. just you just felt frustration leave his body as soon as that hit the uh, the back of the net. And it was lovely to see and it was lovely to see the whole team go over to him, congratulate. They were so pleased for him. He looked a relieved man because yeah. I don't care what anyone said, he needed that goal. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think it was getting him down. You know, he wasn't his smiley self. Um, it probably hurt him being dropped, um, rested or, or however Conte wants to put it. But, you know, he was left out of the, uh, the first 11. So, uh at that stage, on 73-4-2, you know, you were just thinking, oh, good, Son's back. He needed that goal. We weren't even thinking there was still time for him to get two more to, to grab a hat-trick. But uh, literally, um, he had to wait another 11 minutes uh, before he got his second. And, uh, I mean, another great goal. Yeah, and he, I mean, it's, it's one of Son's specialities, cutting on you know, cutting inside either his right foot or his left foot. He hasn't really got a weak foot. Um, and again, it's just an outrageous strike. Very, very similar um, to his goal against Leicester last season yeah. as well, just bending it with that left foot. In the uh, same goal as well, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, same end, pr- pretty much identical goals. Um, and what a, what a finish to do. To score those, you know, two goals in the space of about 10 minutes um, is really spectacular. So that, that was on 84, and you're thinking, oh, is there enough time for him to get his hat-trick? It'd be brilliant. And we were all like, you could see even the players wanted, like like the end of last season against Norwich when we were trying to get him to win the Golden Boot. You, you could see the whole team really wanted him to get that hat-trick. Um, yeah. The game pretty much was won there, but you can never really say that with Spurs. But um, 84 minutes gone. Um 5-2 up, you know, it, it, it was looking comfortable for sure. Um, and then we still had one opportunity, which was um, Bentacor went down the wing. He crossed it. And of all people, Romero was at the end of it. I mean, what a lunatic, what he was doing on the end of that and the 88th minute, I think it was at the time. Yeah. Uh, somehow he missed it. And I'm not sure, not, not quite sure how, but... Uh, he missed that. But then literally we didn't have what long to wait for um, Son to get the hat-trick and uh, the officials tried to rule it out. Um, but in a way that made it even more more worthwhile, wasn't it? Waiting for VAR to confirm he had the hat-trick. Yeah, it, like, it was a nice feeling when the whole stadium was there just waiting. All, we all wanted Sonny to get his hat-trick um, from where we were sitting. I I was confident he was on side. I didn't think he was on. Yeah, off. we were sort of like equal, weren't we, where, yeah. where we sit? And I, I thought he was on side. And basically yeah. uh, seeing it on Match of the Day, it was closer than I thought. But, I knew uh, it was close. I knew it was close, but he, he just looked on side to me. Um, turn, and yeah, turns out he was. 
That was uh, a lo- lovely way to end the game, 6-2. Um, wasn't totally comfortable, as I said at the beginning, but uh, listen, you know, you, you can't argue with that. Um, Leicester's heads tend just tend to drop after the third or fourth, well, after the fourth, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're in serious trouble, aren't they, Rogers? They are one point after seven games. I mean, for any club, that is horrific form. Um, I do feel slightly bad for Rodgers. You know, I don't think he's really been backed enough. He's lost key players during the summer, like Fafana, um, and haven't and, and they haven't replaced him. I don't, I don't really know what you can expect from Rodgers. I, I do understand that even with the players they still have, they should still be on more than one point in seven games. It's just not good enough. No, um, it, it, it's not good enough. And personally, I, I think he's a good manager. Um, as you know, I've wanted him to be Spurs manager in the past. I think he's been let down by the board. I don't think there's a better manager out there for Leicester, but I don't see them every week. And I know plenty of Leicester fans that, that, that want him out and they watch them every week. So, you know, fair enough. But for me... I think he's been let down badly. Um, obviously, they've got some financial fair play issues. Um, I think he's a good manager. I think there's the international break now, which is a bit of a worry for him because if clubs make that sort of decision, they tend to do it during an international break. But the next game, I think they're at home to Forest, which should be winnable. Um, and yeah, I, think I mean, it should. It's after that, which are sort of winnable as well. So... I think he deserves a little bit longer, but listen, I'm not a Leicester fan, so uh, that, that's up to them what they want to do. And then um, just, you know, there weren't that many games last uh, yesterday, but obviously we watched a bit of the Man City game before we left to go to Spurs. Haaland scored yet again, another goal. Yeah, he's just ridiculous. How many goals is that now? Is that 11, 11 goals? In the Premier League in seven games. Like that's that's almost averaging two goals a game, which is <laughs> like in the Premier League as well. It's just it's absurd. It's absurd numbers from him. Incredible. No, he should I mean we were watching the game during the week when he scored the winner against Dortmund and uh it's just lovely watching a goal live that gets you off your seat. And that was a phenomenal goal. Yeah. And we said when it was 1-1, it was all set up for Haaland. Um, and literally a couple of minutes later, he just produces that. Um, I think I think he was like eight foot off the air, um, off the ground when, when, when he connected against Dortmund. So phenomenal player. I mean, I've said in the past, I knew he was big and strong. I didn't realise how fast he was, uh, you know, until I've been watching him more closely in the Premier Premier League. So, uh, but listen, you know, City are a hell of an outfit, but they're still only on the same amount of points as we are. Um, Newcastle was the other game, a disappointing draw at home to Bournemouth. Um, that's now four draws. They've only won once, Newcastle. Yeah, no, they, it's, it's disappointing. They need to start, you know, getting these one, turning these one-point games into three points if they really want to, you know, challenge for any sort of Europe this season. Which I think they, I think they are capable of doing. But you know, we've seen, we've seen from other teams, draws can really kill you. Um, and yeah, if they want, if they want to achieve anything big this year, they need to start turning these draws into wins. 
Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, that's eight points from seven games for Eddie Howe. And I think uh, I think the board would be looking for a better better point tally at this stage than, than that. But um, listen, I don't think he's in any danger yet. Um, I think if come to the World Cup, they've got the same amount of points as games, then, then the pressure will sort of mount. But uh, I think he's a good manager and I think he will turn those draws into wins eventually. But uh, you never know with these new regimes how long managers are given. Um, so, you know, it's unfortunate that we had no football last week. We've got no football next week because of the international break. I mean, I felt it was the wrong decision not to play last week, not just because I love football and, you know, football at all costs must continue. But I thought it was really nice that we were allowed to pay our respects in public yesterday with the minute silence and then singing the national anthem and then the minutes applause after 70 minutes. And I just felt, you know, other sports went ahead last weekend and, you know, football should have been allowed to as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I agree with everything you just said there. I think, yeah, I think, uh, I think football should, should have gone ahead last weekend. You know, we've seen pundits like, um, like Gary Neville come out and, you know, say what they think and they think it would have been more, you know, it would have been a better, you know, send off um, for the Queen if football had gone ahead. Um, but look, that's in the past now. And yeah, we've got our football back. I mean, I, I understand the argument that, that there's a better argument for getting the games called off this week, especially in London with the funeral happening yeah. on Monday. Um, obviously, Chelsea Liverpool was, was called off um, on Sunday because... You know, they just need the police force, um, which is totally fair. So I thought when they made that decision last week, they should have bear in mind that games were going to be called off, you know, this weekend because of yeah. that. I just think they could have probably, you know, as you say, it would have been a better send off, you know, showing highlights on the news, you know, all the grounds singing the national anthem uh, last week as well, you know, but they they just put it back a week, which I thought couldn't really see point of that so no football well no no Premier League um, football next week but uh, you've got a bit of a trip next week haven't you oh yes indeed um, I, I don't know why go on uh, tell everyone where you're going <laughs> uh, I'm going Yeovil away to follow my local club Borehamwood FC you, you're getting the uh, you're getting one of the supporters coach down there because I, I ain't taking you down to the Oval <laughs> Uh, it's going to be good fun. No, yeah, no Spurs on, so support your local, you know. No, definitely. And that's, that's you know, I, I know non-league football, you know, always make a, a big play when there is international weekend or no Premier League. And, you know, that's right. And full credit to you. You you, you do go, you've been to Bournemouth to watch Bournemouth. You've been to Everton. Um, you know, you go with your friends to the home game. So, uh have a safe journey next week. Uh, but no, I, I won't be making that trip with you. I'll tell you all about that. Don't <laughs> I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. Um, so our next game is, uh, oh, it's just a little game really, isn't it? No real point preview in that. No. no. What are your thoughts? Arsenal away on October the 1st. Not confident. <laughs> I'm not confident for two reasons. One, we never turn up at the Emirates and, you know, Arsenal, of course, they've just beaten Brentford 3-0. Um, I've got to say, they do look good. They look dangerous. 
Um, I do worry. I do worry for us that game. I think it's going to be. A, I think it could be a long afternoon for us. Yeah, I mean, though they're what one point above us, you know. And what's mad? I can't remember last time. You know, the winner of a North London derby. You know, the winner goes top uh, because we're obviously playing the twelve thirty game on the Saturday. Um, so though there's not a lot in it points wise between the two. I think Arsenal are playing better football than us. Um, that they, they they seem to be connecting, um, which you know, listen, could hold us in good stead because you know if we do start to click, um, you know that that's only a good sign, you know. But I think they are playing well. Um, I think you know over the last few years they tend to win at their ground and we tend to win at our ground. So uh, you just hope though with the international weekend, you know, week, um, no players come back injured and uh, you know we we can field a strong side. Um, but also for us more more so than them because we're in the Champions League. We're playing on the Tuesday after. You just wonder if Conte's going to have one eye on that. I mean, do you it, think it is hard. It is hard. I mean, what? Yeah, like what game do do like should be prioritised? Of course, Arsenal, North London derby. Um, we know it's a massive game, but so so is Tuesday night or the following Tuesday against Frankfurt. What, what for you is the bigger game? Oh, that's a really, really hard <laughs> question. I'm probably if I had to if I had to win one, I'd probably still go with the North London derby because Frankfurt away, I think it's gonna be hard anyway. Worst comes to worst if we do lose that. I still think I still think we will at least, you know, come second if we win our two remaining home games. Um and, you know, even if we get a point away from home, um, you know, we should we should top the group as long as we win our home game. So, yeah, look, I, I, I'm never going to turn down an opportunity to beat Arsenal at the Emirates, am I? <laughs> no, fair enough. Um, listen, I just hope we uh, we go there. I hope we play better than we did last season under Nuno when they were three 0 up quite early on. Um, uh, let's just hope it's better than that. Um, I still think. Conte needs to sort out uh, or, or tweak things how we play. Be very interesting if he plays with the two wing backs or he decides to play 3 5 2 and, you know, put Basuma in there because Arsenal midfield does worry me. And uh, I think if he only plays um, Holberg and Bentecourt, we could be overrun um, at the Emirates. So be interesting to see, you know, how he goes. And, uh, well, be interesting to see who he leaves out between Son, Kuluveski, uh, Richardson. Um, you know, it's just, uh, yeah, be interesting because I, I can't see him playing all four um, at, at the Emirates. So uh, we've got two two weeks to worry about it. Um, enjoy your week at Yeovil. Um, sunny Thank you very much. next week and. Uh, we will, uh, we will uh, hopefully uh, working on having a very good guest for next weekend. Um, so uh, even though there may not be any football, uh, we are hopefully planning a, a Footy with Dad special next weekend. Jake, have a good week and uh, we look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you.
On Footy With Dad, as well as Jake and myself analysing games that we've been to following Spurs up and down the country, we also want to, you know, encourage getting underprivileged, ill and uh, bereaved children to football matches. And uh, we've we've teamed up with the Free Kick Foundation, uh, which have been doing, organising um, underprivileged uh, children to football matches for many years. So, uh, you know, though we know we're very fortunate to go to as many games as we do, uh, we obviously know that there's a lot of children that aren't so lucky. So, uh, you know, we, we want to help more and more kids uh, experience the thrill of going to a game and you can help by going on to www.footywithdad forward slash just giving uh, there's a donation page there and uh, all, all the money goes to uh, helping you know helping these events for for kids who really deserve it it's a really good call so if you can help it'd be very much appreciated we know until next week have a good week stay safe and uh, take care. Sports Social Podcast Network.